0: You're listening to SBS News.
1: John Red Cross welcomes the federal government's announcement of um, this new forced marriage specialist support program, especially because we have been advocating for prevention and early intervention support for those experiencing um, or at risk of experiencing forced marriage for several years. Um, because through the delivery of the Support for Traffic People program, we have identified and highlighted critical gaps, especially for those at risk of forced marriage, and especially around um, early intervention and prevention, because we do not provide support to the families, we do not provide support to the um, community and to the environment, we only provide support to the individual that has been um, referred to the support program, and um like around 46% of the people that we support at risk of forced marriage decide to re- decide to remain in the family home that only demonstrates the importance of working with families working with communities
0: The Minister for Social Services, Amanda Rishworth, has said, according to her, that the Forced Marriage Specialist Support Program will provide individualised needs-based prevention, early intervention support for those experiencing or at risk of experiencing forced marriage. It will provide essential access to counselling and emergency accommodation Mm. where required. Mm. Is that um, the way that's outlined there, addressing some of those concerns that you say you've been in conversation with the government? You mentioned gaps, early prevention. Does this go... Uh, you know, a fair way to addressing that? Where do you see uh, the need perhaps also uh, to kind of monitor closely uh, to ensure that uh, all, all your concerns are addressed?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is fantastic, actually, that uh, part of the announcement uh, mentions that it will provide essential access to counselling and emergency accommodation because one of the gaps that we have identified um in the delivery of the support for traffic people program is that accommodation is a huge barrier in making the decision to leave the family home. If a person doesn't know where to go and what will be the supports available for them, they prefer to remain in the family home. So providing emergency accommodation is definitely one um, gap that we have identified and that this new model of support seems to be um, addressing. So that is absolutely fantastic.
0: Give us a bit of a background and an understanding of the Red Crosses program. You said that uh, it's certainly been a huge asset to survivors, but it hasn't been able to provide everything that's needed to address this problem.
1: We do provide individualised um, support and assistance based on um, the client needs, they identify their needs, their goal, their goals and their aspirations. And based on that, we provide the support, but we only provide support to the individual. We do not provide support to the family environment or the family home. We are not a mediation service and therefore we cannot mediate, um, an, an internal conflict in the family home. And in, um, most of these circumstances of people that uh, we support that are being referred at risk of forced marriage, family mediation and family intervention is usually um, needed, especially in those circumstances where the person um, decides that they want to remain in the family home. Um, So that's why we we have been advocating for early intervention as much as possible and prevention as well, because uh, there is a current gap and there are no services available that provide a holistic response that focus on prevention early intervention crisis support and assistance with the focus on um, long-term safety and and meeting the needs and the aspirations of the clients on a long-term basis
0: the government's saying here that this also supports their plan under the, the National Plan to End Violence Against Women and Children uh, to, to 2032, a 10 year plan, particularly because it's uh, aimed at providing timely support to those at risk in a culturally safe and trauma informed way. The individual needs based prevention, specialised service, does that sound like you've also got the confidence that that's the case, that it will meet some of those goals there?
1: It is definitely in line with the national action plan to end uh, violence against women and children. It does acknowledge the need to respond to children and young people as victims and survivors of domestic, family, and sexual violence in their own right. And responses to post marriage should be coordinated across these four domains that we were talking about previously of prevention, early intervention, response, and recovery and healing um and that involves multi-sectoral collaboration to reduce the detrimental effects of forced marriage and this is exactly what the national action plan is looking to do there is really a gap between especially between um the ages of 16 and 18 um where child protection agencies do have a limited capacity on responding but where they are, like in the majority of circumstances, making the decision on whether to leave the family home or not and what will be the supports available if they do so.
0: The Australian government estimates there are at least 1,900 modern slavery victims in Australia right now. Is that uh, estimate in line with uh, the work and your understanding of just how big this problem is?
1: we know that the problem is big um we know that the australian institute of criminology have said before that um only one out of five victims um is identified so um despite we do like uh, have on our program at the moment 159 clients we know that the the problem is bigger and that is why the Australian Red Cross also welcomed the announcement of um, the government back in May, where um, they were um, uh, they were committed to pilot an additional referral pathway to the support for trafficked people program, because um, this will contribute to the identification of victims and survivors that uh, might be fearful of going to the authorities to report a situation of. Um, slavery or like trafficking or slavery like practices so this additional referral pathway what will um, permit is that people that do not want to go to the authorities have an alternative way to reporting their instances and receive support. Um, The tender has been announced um, recently and we definitely welcome this announcement because we, we consider that this will have an impact on the identification and support available for people that otherwise might not necessarily feel comfortable or willing or able to um, go and report their situation to um, the Australian Federal Police
0: what's your point of view on how we're going as a society in in tackling the the stigma and the secrecy that might be preventing, as you've just noted, people from identifying as a survivor? Uh, Have we improved on that that score in terms of, you know, everybody reporting if they see something, people feeling comfortable uh, identifying, coming forward? Have we come some way forward?
1: We have definitely come forward, especially with this uh, announcement of the additional referral pathway, because um, it is the announcement in itself is a recognition that um, like potentially the uh, having the Australian Federal Police as the only way of um, reporting and um, identifying a situation of modern slavery might not necessarily work for um, everyone that is in a situation of any type of slavery or slavery-like practices. So we have come forward in that regard. Um, There is a lot of work um, to be done in terms of awareness raising, capacity building, and um, really supporting frontline responders to identify the indicators of um, modern slavery. And um, and And become aware of the um, referral pathways and avenues of support like there is a, a lot of work to do there, especially with like emergency departments with the schools with um like different frontline responders that um, might be the only um approach that that people that are experiencing exploitation might have, especially if they are still in a situation of exploitation they might just have one opportunity to meet with a doctor or a GP and um they 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 really need to be across like how to identify the indicators, uh, what are the avenues of support and um what supports are, are available for them. So yes, there there is like um a lot has been done. A lot needs to be done in terms of increasing awareness and capacity building.
0: The federal government's also answered calls to establish a federal anti-slavery commissioner. That's just happened. And what are your thoughts on what a federal commissioner might bring in terms of really trying to address some of these gaps that still remain?
1: It is definitely incredible news. Um, We have been advocating for a federal commissioner for a very long time and it will be an opportunity to, um, like, work closely with an independent um, commissioner that can have a greater focus on support, assistance, in prevention in, um, as well, early intervention, but also working across, like, businesses, communities, reporting entities under the Modern Slavery Act, and um, and collectively um, have a better approach to like identification and also the way that we respond to modern slavery in Australia.